Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Monday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with the Daily VR Investing Podcast. Hope everybody had a good day today. You know, we can uh, we can have fun in bear markets, right? Are we allowed to have fun in bear markets? I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't feel like we're supposed to be allowed to have fun in bear markets. Only bull markets are supposed to be fun because days like this are brutal. Just brutal. You know, uh, we got hammered today in our in our VRA portfolio. I'm looking at stocks here that got beat, and this is a rough day today. And uh, we, that's, folks, we we we've already taken a ton of profits this year. Uh, by this year, I mean over the last last 52 weeks, right? And this year, we've taken a lot of profits. We put a lot away. We've taken a lot off the table. We've raised a lot of cash, but we're still. I'm still looking at one, two, three, four positions today. They were down more than 10%, okay? Um, ouch. I mean, on earnings. Again, these companies that are, are reporting earnings, unless you report earnings and you beat, your stock gets destroyed. And that's just a sign of a bear market. So we're, we are in a bear market. It's a classic bear market. And that means that it's going to end one of two ways. It's going to be this drip, 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 Chinese water torture, that's going to, you know, two weeks of selling and two days of buying, okay? Or my preferred method of, of, of getting out of this, which is to get it over with. Let's have the five-week version of coronavirus insanity, and let's go 30, let's get on 37%, and let's get away with it. It's done, and then let's go back up. The problem, and I think we could do, I think we, I think we could and maybe still will do that, uh, because everything happens faster now. Technology, speed of information, every every just everything happens faster now. It just does. It has. I think the I think the uh, I think the 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 days of a, of a bear market that lasts for I don't know a year or two. I think that's over. However, if you look at what the average Nasdaq stock has done over the last fourteen months, they've been in a bear market. This has been an ugly market for a long time. Remember, it's been supported by just the high flyers, right? The the mega tech. That's really what held the markets up, the Apples of the world, the Teslas of the world, you know, the Microsofts, and now the Generals, you know, the Generals, they're getting hit. Um, Apple today down 3% after getting hit hard last week. Amazon today, I mean, Amazon, Amazon down another 5% after getting destroyed 14% of earnings, remember that. Uh, Advanced Micro Devices, after having great earnings last week, down 10% today. So you've seen quality names that are finally being taken to the woodshed. And again, that's a bear market. So if you miss on earnings, you, your stock will get destroyed. If you beat, your stock gets hammered. But that's a bear market. But we are seeing some things that are interesting. Uh, I mean, for example, things that just don't happen a whole lot. We've had two out of three days with NYSE down volume being 94%. That's very rare. I don't remember that happening during coronavirus insanity. I don't remember that happening. Uh, this is one of those 94% is a big day. That's a big down volume day. And we've had two out of three. Now, by itself doesn't mean anything except this. Lowry is the technical guidebook for things such as judging w- historically what this means. Lowry's the book tells you, the expert tells you, when you have multiple 90% plus down volume days on, on New York Stock Exchange, that's a sign of trouble. That means troubles, troubles, troubles coming your way. There's, there's, there's more pain ahead, and I that that fits with what we're seeing, because we need capitulation, folks. We we we're going to need either again the Chinese water torture, 
or we're going to need capitulation. Now, the only way to negate this, again, according to Lowry's, the only way to negate this negative cell signal from this uh, barrage of negative volume is one of two ways. Either to have a one-day 90% up volume day, that negates the negative pattern, or the second option is that back-to-back 80% up volume day. So we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, again, we're not trying to get ahead of ourselves. We're looking for the classic science. Tyler gave me a good one today as well. Again, these are, these are fairly rare. 80% of the Russell 2000 is now below its 200-day moving average, 80%. As another, Russell 2000 has been a bear market for a long time. Stocks are getting hit. So there's a lot of damage being done here. This feels, it doesn't feel good. I'm going to tell you straight up, it doesn't feel good. This could be a, this could be a serious, serious bear market, folks. It could be a very serious bear market. And again, I, my hope is it's over soon so we can get it done with, but uh, that's just my hope. This is not the environment to be bold and brave on the upside. I can promise you that. It's not time to be chasing uh, stocks and, and catching falling knives. This is time to be smart. Have some hedges. Have some cash. The companies that you own should be companies that you want to own five years from now. And that's our approach here. If you own stocks that you just don't care, you just don't care. Look, you'd rather assume go up and not go down. But at the end of the day, you know, these stocks are on sale. They are, they are not bargains. I mean, that is the way smart money looks at these sell-offs. But you have to have the, the proper you know, time frame and the horizon, the risk-reward risk, the risk -reward scenario for you. But if you're a real short-term investor, you, you don't want much to do with this market except to have hedges. You know, have some hedges in place and, and probably some, uh, some shorts. That's what you do in a bear market. Um, let's cover the markets real quick. Again, this could have been, we are down almost 800 points with about 15 minutes left, and here came a buy program. Again, we're trying to, we want capitulation, okay? We want a flush. We want blood in the streets panic. That will set us up for a really good bear market rally that we can do two things with. We can profit on the upside, and we can use that big rally to get out of positions you don't want to hold as the bear market lives on. But we're just not getting that yet. Uh, so anyway, Dow Jones finished down today, uh, 653 points. Uh, again, we're looking at break of all support levels now. All support levels have broken. Uh, nothing is held. So there is nothing below these indexes now. Know that. We, we had had that going into today. We had, we had had that in the Dow Jones and the SP500. Those, those gave way today. Dow Jones down 63. SP500 down 132. That's down 3.2%. But SP500 broke that $4,000 support level at uh, closing at 39.91, Russell 2000 down 4.2%. Nasdaq down 4.3%. All right, down 521 points. Again, no support here. And the leaders again, Nasdaq and semis. You know, this is we've harped on this for a long time. If you join us, you know exactly what we're talking about. If Nas, if the semis are going down, the market's going to go down. Because the NASDAQ follows the semis, and the market follows NASDAQ. Now, there'll be a lot of people that go kip. That just isn't true. Well, maybe it w used to not be true, but it is now. It has been true of this bull market, of this market for a long time. And I've had people fight me on this and go, you know what? That's not true, kip. I, I, I can hold I can own value stocks, and I can still make money in a bear market. And I'm like, prove it. <laughs> prove it. Because in a bit real bear market, 
everything goes down because valuations get smashed. And even your winners get sold because people start selling the winners because they don't want to sell stocks that are down 70%. So everything gets sold. And I think that's we, we, my most painful memory of that. And when I really learned this was in 2008, 2009. It was the first time that I'd been through a liquidity bear market where everything must go. Typically when gold, right, and mining stocks would, would soar, they got smashed. Bonds got, everything got smashed. And that's the sign of, uh, of uh, what we're in now, which is a financially engineered market that only exists because of central banks. The buyer of first and last resort. They broke it. They own it. But now, Jay Powell, who's clearly either clueless or in on it, with Team Biden and the intentional destruction. And I just don't accept the fact that he's that stupid. He can't be. He must know what's going on here. Because he wants to act like we can just step away. We can sell $3 trillion worth of government bonds into a vicious bear market, into a radically slowing economy, and it'll hold up just fine. That's the way he's acting. When I got that number last week, you may have been on the podcast we were talking about, they said they're going to sell $3 trillion worth of government debt in three years out of the $9 trillion they, they own. I was like, what? Wait, where did that come from? How are they going to do that? They've yet to sell a penny and the market's already getting destroyed. Unless, unless that is the design. A couple of years ago, maybe three years ago, you know, Tyler started telling me about uh, the World, World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab. I thought he was crazy. I really did. I thought he, I said, I, I said really, here's what I said to myself. I said, oh my God, my poor son. He's followed in his dad's footsteps of being a conspiracy theorist, but he hasn't learned how to quite do the research yet. So he doesn't come across completely crazy. You know, <laughs> that's really what I thought. And he's been spot on because it looks like they're playing from that playbook. You know, Team Biden, Communist, World Economic Forum, you own nothing and like it. And then when it melted down, that's the old, that's the old classic communist playbook, Cloud Piven right there. Wayne Root was saying this many years ago as well. Tyler listened to Wayne better than I did. Ah, okay. We need a we, we need a capitulation event so we can make someone in the upside because there's these these bear market rallies. We've already got a little taste of it. They're pretty vicious to the upside, but they only start when nobody wants to own stocks. We're just not there yet. We're just not quite there yet. But we're getting close. For example, the VIX, the VIX is at 30, almost 35, okay? Up 50% today. Doesn't it feel to you like the VIX today should be at 40 or something? 45 or 50 even? It's in a really volatile market. But the problem is we've gone down and then we've had a little rally, you know, it's taken the pressure off. So we've not had true capitulation. Again, that's, that's really what this market's missing. The put call ratio today, again, these are the things we're watching. We want to see a put call ratio of 1.4 to 1.5. Guess what? We got 1.29 today. Above one all day. I mean, these are these are really signs that in a normal market, you'd say, sell the home and buy. This is elevated, big time. VIX at 35 is elevated big time. 
It's because they don't stay up here. You know, the, the, the rubber band is going to stretch back. But now we're in that final stage of let's, how bad is it going to get with that last sell-off? Okay, I, I'm, 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 uh, I know I'm wandering a little bit. A uh, couple points I wanted to make today. Uh, again, under the hood, let's look at that real quick. Again, 90, 94% downside volume today. We talked about that. Um, and the uh, advanced climb today uh, for NYSD was 7 to 1, NASDAQ 6 to 1. Again, these are, these are hard, these are tough readings, but you know, they're not pathetically hard and tough and bearish. So the, the, obviously they're, 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 they're brutal readings, but this is brutal. Do you want to hear brutal? Today, we had 35 stocks that went up, uh, uh, that uh, um, 35 stocks had a new 52 week high, is what I'm trying to tell you. To 2,773 stocks hit a new 52-week low. 35 to 2773. Now we're talking about Rona. We're talking about March 2020. This is what we're talking Now we're talking about getting into that. 10-year today, after breaking the 3.1, reverse lower. Uh, again, there should be clear signs the economy is slowing. That should impact bonds. It certainly should impact inflation. Look, we get the CPI on Wednesday, the PPI on Thursday. And as I said in our video cast today, midday video cast, I find it curious that Joe Biden is doing a presser tomorrow about inflation when the CPI is coming out the day after. Why would Joe Biden do a press conference the day before the CPI? What's he trying to get out in front of? Bad news or good news? Because everybody thinks it's going to be a good reading, a better reading. You know, the last was 8.2%, right? That was the last CPI. The last the PPI was 11% something change. But everybody's thinking this is going to be like a five or a six handle to it. Well, Biden knows what the number is. He and Jin Psaki have clearly demonstrated they don't care what the rules are. The rules state that, yeah, guess what? You're in the administration. You get the data for anybody else. You just can't talk about it. And they just don't care. They give it away. They give it away very non-subtly, by the way. So I'm watching that tomorrow. But I, I, I'll tell you this much. If Biden comes out and acts all super confident tomorrow about, uh, you know what, we think we got a handle on inflation, this market's going to rally. This market is going to rally. People are, that's the signal. And I think we got a little bit of it today. I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm reaching a little bit. You know, you've done something as long as I have. You start looking for the signs, you know, and that's how you, that's really how you get the edge. Uh, but, you know, you just have to be ready to act on them, right? If you act too soon, you get destroyed. I want one last point. Again, conspiracy kip today. Oh, I like that. Conspiracy kip. I've never never said that before. I normally don't call myself by my own name, but conspiracy kip. First person, I like it. World War Three. Last week, we talked about this a little bit. Why, in God's name, last week, did the administration brag about giving uh, Ukraine key intelligence that directly led to taking down Russian Navy vessels and killing up to 12 Russian generals. Why would the Biden administration and U.S. intelligence agencies, why would they brag about that? Because they did. Are they trying to start World War III? Because yesterday Vladimir Putin at their Victory Day celebration to celebrate beating the Nazis in World War II when they were allies, remember? Putin said yesterday that the U.S. is now in this fight. 
The U.S. is now directly in this fight, meaning we're at war. We're at war with Russia. This is World War Three, folks. The markets, I believe, are figuring. Markets figuring that out. And and by the way, no, this market's not ready. This market is not ready for World War Three. It's just not. But on the back side of this, and I, I know this is going to sound a little goofy to go from this point to the next point, but stay with me because this is an important point. For those that really understand what happened in the Great Depression, and not a lot, not many, not most people do. Most people think FDR was a freaking man. Thank God he got us out of the Depression. <laughs> and if you know your history, you know nothing could be further from the truth. He kept us in the recession and the Depression. And we had another Depression in 1938. He kept us in all of it because these stupid government programs, all they do is cover up the actual problem, right? Like QE, it's no different. The government's horrible with our money. They have, they have no reason doing anything with it. But what got us out of World War II? I'm saying, what, what, what officially got us out of the Great Depression? It was World War II. So technically speaking, the U.S. was in a, in a depression from the early 1930s to 1940. That's the truth of it. World War II got us out of it. So, if we're going into a global meltdown caused by central, central bank policy that's just run its course, you know, maybe some kind of an engineered world war where debts are wiped out and new money is printed, new financial systems or uh, monetary systems are, are, you know, who knows what they have planned. But they, you know this, they got something planned. And I'll wrap with this. Because I don't trust either one of these. I don't trust Putin. I don't trust Biden. I'm not sure who I trust least. But I know I don't trust either one of them. They're both megalomaniacs. They're both oligarchs. And all they do, they're, they're pals that control them are all, 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 all oligarchs, okay? They're megalomaniacs that, that exist to fleece the population. We should trust nothing that they do. Now we're sending $40 more billion to Ukraine. You see how sickening is this? The House is voting on that today. $40 more billion. That's going to get us like close to $60 billion the most corrupt country on the planet. And it's all going to go to oligarchs. They're not going to rebuild anything. On the back end of this, Ukraine's already saying, uh, Zelensky, the, the criminal uh, oligarch himself, said they're going to need $600 billion to rebuild Ukraine. And that'll all go in their back pockets. There'll be no accounting of it. We all know this, right? My point is, it, again, this can sound very convoluted, but stay with me. At least if they're, just, if they're just criminals that are just fleecing taxpayers and fiat money, if they're just fleecing fiat money at the end of the day, and if they're really not going to take us into a nuclear war, then I guess it's okay. I mean, it could be worse. It could be worse. I'm an optimist. I certainly don't want to see anything like World War III that you know, takes half the, uh, the, the planet out. But anyway, it's all conjecture. But this is how this is how my brain works. So uh, anyway, just a little thought experiment there that I open my mouth and the words come out. All right, what else today? Uh, let's look at the uh, we did the internal sector watch today. Uh, the eleven S and P five hundred sectors. Let me just uh, refresh the screen real quick here. I think all. No, we had one up. Consumer staples up, just barely, but it was up. 
Uh, energy today down 8.3%. Energy stocks that hit hard because oil was down big. Again, everything gets up the ghost in the bear market. Real estate down 4.6%. Consumer discretionary down 4.6%. Technology getting down 4%. Pretty brutal. 10 of 11 down. Um, oil, a commodity watch. Again, just nothing prettier. By the way, Bitcoin. I'm going to start with Bitcoin. How many years do we have to listen to these loudmouth? And look, I'm a Bitcoin fan. Don't, don't get me wrong. But how many years did we have to listen to these loudmouth Bitcoin idiots that just because the price went up, they thought they were God? And that they could say how much better their new asset was than gold and how much better it was than stocks and how it was a store of value and how it was an inflation hedge, a true inflation and a true store of value. <laughs> down 50% in a year. Gold is, down, is up 1%. Gold is up 1%. Bitcoin is down 50%. What's a better store of value there, folks? Let's turn it back on them. That's over two years. The two-year chart. Look at the two-year chart. I'm sorry. Bitcoin is down 50% in one year. But look at the two-year chart to NASDAQ if you want to get a real chuckle. Because you overlay it, which we did today. I put it out on, I put it out on uh, Truth Social. And I put it out on Gitter since I'm banned from Twitter for life. Do not miss it at all. Honestly, I think it's been really good for me, frankly. <laughs> I was following a bunch of idiots there anyway. I, I do miss some old friends there, but uh, by and large, it's been fun. Uh, but I, I put the chart out on, um, again, True Social and Gitter with uh, uh, Bitcoin and NASDAQ, NASDAQ 100 overlaid for two years. And you can't tell the difference. It's like, it's like they, they moved exactly in tandem almost. So in other words, if you own Bitcoin, you own tech stocks. I don't think that's what they said it was going to be. Again, if they weren't such assholes about it, I wouldn't care. I like Bitcoin. I like the fact they're only going to print 21 million of them or, or you know, uh, uh, create 21 million. And I think that means long term it's going to go higher, a lot higher. But the, the, the you know, saying it's better than gold or it says it's the new inflation hedge, it's the new store of value... It was always nonsense. And they, I, by the way, i got to remind you, 58,000, I turned bearish on Bitcoin. You know, we talked about it here a lot. Sold 95% of mine and Ether because of one reason. I couldn't find a bear. I couldn't find anybody that was anybody in cryptocurrencies that was bearish on them. They're all bullish. That is a classic sell signal. Because contrary, being, being a contrarian works, it doesn't matter what you're talking about. right? It just doesn't matter. It, it works in relationships. It works in everything. Certainly in, in investing. And if everybody's bullish as a contrarian, you don't have a choice. You must be bearish. And so I was, and I am. I think it'll underperform for an extended period because now the sellers are in charge. And folks... These Bitcoin people, these crypto people, they are not ready for a five-year bear market. They're not ready for a one-year bear market. And if it gets ugly, and if it underperforms for multiple years, there's going to be carnage in the space. Carnage in the space. There's like 18,000 different cryptocurrencies. Okay? That's good. You need to flush, right? And then rebuild. Okay, uh, oil today again down 6.7%, uh, down $7.38 a barrel, still 102.35 a barrel. Uh, Bitcoin down $4,000, uh, down 11.5% today at 30581 
that crucial support level. I think it's about 29,000 uh, that needs a hold. Or folks, we're going back, we're going back to 18, 18. You break 29,000, 18 to 19 is the next target on Bitcoin. And then maybe I'll start buying again. All right, folks, that's it. Hope you had a good day. Uh, we're going to get them tomorrow looking for capitulation. Again, this is a bear market. We're fighting the Fed. We're fighting the tape if you're long. Uh, there's still great stock to be owned as long as your time frame is longer than just a few weeks or a month. We get to the midterms. We get this bear market behind us. We get the America right back on the right track. And uh, we, man, we impeach these criminals that are uh, destroy, trying to destroy this country. Uh, that's what our prayer and our hope has got to be is that we elect the right Republicans, not these rhinos that just are there to serve themselves. Or, or what, what better are they? Why are they any better than Democrats? All right, folks, have a great day. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.